This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my company, Horns of Odin. Now this week saw us release our brand new clothing range. It's our spring range. And what we've done with this collection is we've tried to put together a bunch of garments that you can wear no matter what the weather. We've got a bunch of new t-shirts. These ones I really like. We've got a Berserker Spirit t-shirt and an Ulfadin Spirit t-shirt. And what these are is that they've got a warrior in the middle and then behind the warrior you've got the spirit of the animal that they're embodying. So behind the Berserker you've got a bear and behind the Ulfadin you've got a wolf. Um, alongside that, for those of you who like something a little bit more simple, we've got just a logo t-shirt. So it's our logo on the left-hand side and that comes in a heather neve and a woodland heather. And these t-shirts are 100% organic recycled cotton. Then we've got a new jogging pant which come in the men's and the women's and we've also got a hoodie. So these are all in black with our logo embroidered on them. Again, with the hoodie, we're trying to keep in that theme of keeping things sustainable. So that's made from 85% organic cotton and 15% uh, recycled polyester. And it's um, Global Organic Treaty certified and also Fair Weather Foundation certified. And finally, I think my favorite item from this launch is we've got a brand new 100% cotton jumper. Now, this jumper is absolutely perfect for me. You can wear it on its own or you can layer it up and have a t-shirt under it and throw that on top for that little bit of extra warmth. It's really comfortable, it's really soft. Like I said, it's 100% cotton. Uh, the men's one comes in black and a beautiful olive color. And then we do a women's one, which comes in a lovely navy color as well. So yeah, just pop over to the website and check them out. Don't forget, you get that extra 10% discount off anything store-wide for listening to the podcast and for supporting the podcast. Just use Horns10 at checkout and you can get 10% off anything. Thanks for listening. Let's jump into the show. Welcome to the Nordic Mythology Podcast. I'm Daniel Farron, co-owner of the company Horns of Odin, and I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Matthias Nordvig. Hello. We are joined this time uh, once again by Ed Gamester, the uh, the 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 great bard and Viking philosopher. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm popping you up this time. <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> Yes, I'm so sorry that I'm back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think you were the most requested guest to come back. After Ooh. the first episode, there was um, people enjoyed it, I think, to say the least. Well, they'll be pleased to hear that I very much blew my load on the first episode. Uh, <laughs> I had the expression flogging a dead horse um, <laughs> sprang to mind. But, you know, in this case, the dead horse is Sleipnir, so... We have four extra legs. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I just see you, uh, that giant glass of whiskey getting smaller as we were talking before the show, and you went to get backup beers. So I have no doubt where this episode is going to go. I mean, you say backup beers, but I managed to, to find two Peronis lurking in the back of my van fridge, uh, which doesn't really count as a backup anything. It's like you call for reinforcements and it's just the children from the village. And you're like, ah, oh, we just should have we just should have let ourselves be destroyed at least gloriously. But yeah, I've got two Peronis um as a as a backup for when my quadruple Hague club is gone. There's uh there's some Italians cursing you for not liking Peroni. 
No, the Italians curse everything. So, Ed, what have you been up to? Oh, God. Uh, since the last time we spoke, um, well, I've moved into a van. Um, not just any van. I I spent some time converting this van, as you see <laughs> here. Um, I think, I think the, you teased the van on the last episode. I did, actually. You guys asked me if I had anything to plug. And instead of, you know, mentioning any of the things that I actually had to plug because I'm a terrible business person. I instead just mentioned that I was intending to move into a van and, you know, that was my business plug. So I figured I may as well keep true to that plug. Um, so I've moved in, I've moved into it um, and I've spent uh, a few weeks living in, in Northwest Wales up in Snowdonia with Sean Parry, who we all know and love. Um, just in time for the UK film industry to kick back up uh, and for a film to open up 10 minutes from from where my parents live. Yeah, but I will be I will be traveling this van and doing many sexy adventures, so stay tuned. Is the podcast <laughs> over? Because I, I feel like I'm silent. <laughs> it, it sounds like you've moved into a van. So you moved out of the house into a van on your parents' drive. So you've not really gone very far. Uh, I haven't moved far physically, but emotionally. <laughs> So, so look, okay, okay. Come on a long way. And so, so let me get this straight. You're living with your parents. That that's really it. You're just like not in the house. <laughs> not always. Not all the time. Sometimes I'm down the road. They don't even know I'm out here. They just think a very similar van is parked outside their house, right. which is unlikely because the whole van has been painted by Sean. So it's all just dragons now. So they're just like, good lord, another. Uh, dragon, dragon van is parked house. <laughs> we should introduce this person to Ed. They'll get on fabulously. Uh, yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's, about, that's about it. Um, no, I'm having a very very nice time. No, it, it sounds wonderful. So, Mateus, what about you? Have you been getting up to anything? Into trouble? Uh, yeah, I I pissed off half of Norway, I guess, with my blog post about uh, getting rid of the term Norse. Um, I think it's probably because of the, uh, the, the, the title that says Norse must die, but that's sort of like more of a, of a, of a sort of a general, like, let's get rid of that shit. Uh, let's stop saying Norse all the time because nobody knows how to use it anyway. Um, mm. so, so, so <laughs> a lot of people were then like, well, Oh, this, this, silly Dane is sitting here and talking shit about the Norwegians. That wasn't really what I was doing. Um, I was actually saying that the word Norse should appropriately be applied to Norwegian language in the period 1100 to 1500, as it has always been the case. And that's like Viking age stuff or random Swedes or Danes or uh, all of these things. And it's not um, a very catchy title, though, is it? Random sweets and beans. <laughs> no, no. I mean, Norse must die is more clickbait than the term Norse should only apply to languages between the 11th and 15th. <laughs> like, no one's going to click that. Sorry, man. No, not to no. disrespect what you do. <laughs> yeah, you totally right. I, I feel like Matthias. I feel like Matthias is playing it a little bit coy because, I mean, you write a title Norse must you die. Know. Kind of no, of course. You know yeah, what I stuck my, uh, my my own hand into that. <laughs> bee's nest that uh, that is uh that is very true um also, isn't it good to be banned from half of norway or to i think at least you need to have at least half of norwegians hate you 
Because um, of the Norwegians I know, they're very adamant that they are the 1% of Norwegians who are worth knowing. And the rest of them are terrible. That's what I've been told <laughs> by the Norwegians I know. <laughs> you know, I, th- I think actually that's that's a general Scandinavian thing. Like I'm I'm the same way with Danes. Like, like I'm I'm the Dane that's worth knowing, and everybody else, no, they're they, they're horrible. Um, so yeah, I I I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's maybe it's just humans in general. Maybe it doesn't matter <laughs> where you go. Could be. Uh, yeah, actually. I think that's probably more apt. <laughs> Strange how we're always in the 1%, though, isn't it? I'm one of the good ones. <laughs> right? I've yeah. never met anyone who's like, oh, most of my countrymen are terrible, including me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes I, I am that guy, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mateus, did you get anybody telling you you were wrong that wasn't of like a scholarly background, just like the average Joe, just being like, no, you're wrong, sure. Um... I, I I did get a couple of comments. Uh, nobody was like particularly contentious about it, uh, thankfully, um, which uh, sort of uh, gives me hope. Um, but I did get a couple of comments like uh, that sounds like something a Dane would say, or <laughs> <laughs> um, somewhere like, "Dude, you seem to be fighting an uphill battle." Here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I don't uh, think for a second that you're going to be able to stop people using. Oh hell no. <laughs> no, no chance. I just wanted to sort of like put it out there and then, you know, maybe hopefully in the future. Well, it's given me a good little article to use next time I get myself into trouble on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us about that. (laughs) Yeah. I found myself in Facebook jail for doing my usual trolling of the um, Facebook groups. And Ed, you always seem to catch me out on there as well. Well. If there's trolling to be done, <laughs> I'll be I kind of, I can't help myself. I usually just try to use it as a, a shameless plug for the podcast. Normally, I'll start with something controversial, get into like some sort of discussion, and then be like, "Oh, by the way, listen to the podcast," and then throw it out there, and then just disappear into the night. It is very, it is very <laughs> clever what you do. You make like a statement, and then everyone jumps in. You're like, "I'm not sure. Maybe we should ask the experts on the Nordic mythology podcast. <laughs> everyone should listen. Then we'll really learn." If the last one you did hey. was brilliant. We were like, "You know what? I don't think I can actually remember what it said on the podcast. I'll have to have a re-listen a second time." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like a, <laughs> a marketing expert. Yeah. Well, it, well, I mean, what happened? It got you in jail. So. That's the- oh no no this was a different one that got me in jail oh oh tell me that wasn't that one um the, no, the one that got me in jail was i i usually i keep cool headed and kind of like it's just a a nice little marketing ploy to get people to focus. this one was just a racist guy and i just lost my temper oh well so there was so, somebody posted a video about like can a black man be a viking and i think it was to do with it was totally like modern times so Mateus just put his hands to his face. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah. Well, first of all, the title. Secondly, I know the guy that you're talking about. Yeah. This is an example of, of one of the, uh, my countrymen that I will definitely denounce. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't the guy who made the video. Somebody posted it to a group and then commented basically like, no. And somebody, they got into a discussion <laughs> no, with someone else. Did they do it in that tone of voice? Pretty, no. pretty much. That's how I imagined no, it. So they got into a, you know, a little bit of a, an argument, and then they were. Um, this guy was saying about how he was preserving his culture, and it was 
worry people should be worried for for like this culture for their children if they allow like people with different skin colors to to be involved in it and they can't and i was just like you like say usually oh, I, fuck that guy usually i keep pretty pretty cool headed and i was like look mate you're just an insecure little baby and you're a pathetic little bitch and facebook deemed that as being um hateful and bullying so oh, that's they, the hateful and bullying yeah, part. Not not all of his bullshit racism. And I'm because I'm guessing the the automatic algorithms don't pick up the the shitty stuff he was saying, but the swear words that I used, then they flag it and they're like, "You're in jail for 24 hours." Goodness. So then I just had to read the comments of him just taking the piss out of me, but I couldn't reply. Yeah. <laughs> so I was even angrier. Oh, <laughs> it was like shaking my face, like, "Why are you?" <laughs> It must be really uncomfortable in his family when they go on holiday and come back with a tan. Ah, oh, heritage! <laughs> oh. I, it's, I was just like, look, how sad is your life if you can't enjoy other people's cultures? Like, how boring must it be? They just don't yeah. want those people taking their culture, which also isn't their culture. <laughs> it's a culture that is long dead. Long dead. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was me getting myself into my usual trolling issues well, it, was a, it was for a good cause and yeah I, I can respect that for once you, basically it wasn't <laughs> facebook jail it was facebook valhalla you ended up in <laughs> you, oh, okay, you, yeah. you you died fighting a brave cause yes <laughs> no I'm, I'm out now i can uh, I, I got out and i tried to go find it but i couldn't i think maybe they deleted the uh deleted it I feel like this must be a new thing because Facebook it never is. used to care what you said. Like, oh yeah, they were. I used to see people say some heinous, horrible things, hmm. and nothing mm-hmm. happened. And then now it's like you say anything, and it's yeah. No, they have really like installed nannies um, to make sure that you don't say any boo-boo words at all. Um, so yeah, well, there's, there's a lot of that. <laughs> I've like I've seen a lot of friends uh, that have, that have been you know uh, thrown in in Facebook prison <laughs> uh, lately. So yeah, I'm actually really upset that I haven't been. I feel like I must be doing something wrong. Why am I so tedious? Because you're way too intellectual with your answers. You you outsmart people with words, whereas I just swear at them. <laughs> ah, yeah, maybe. Wow, I think uh... that's. I try to like do both, like I'll well, try to do both, but I just the don't time. do very well. <laughs> what happens if you say you're gonna punch yourself? <laughs> Is that allowed? Because I think that's what that's more or less what I say on Facebook. Ooh. Most of my comments are me saying something sort of cripplingly self-deprecating in an effort to actually belittle somebody else. Uh, yes. <laughs> To be like, oh yes, I am the fool. I'll punch myself in the face for not realizing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you allowed right, to do should that? We... we should do the podcast, uh, I... shouldn't we? We should try it. Yeah, let's jump into to have them all. We got, I think, about forty nine stanzas in before we we gave up. Yeah, I think I think that's where we ended because you said you wanted to read the next two because you liked forty nine and fifty. I think. Right. Yeah. So I mean, forty nine. Uh, that's when you find yourself naked. Uh, in in compromising situations. So my clothes I gave out in the field to two wooden men, champions they thought themselves when they had clothing. The naked man is despised. Um, so yeah, let's try to make sense. We of decided that. 
I decided that they were trees. <laughs> yes. So give a bit of if if you did if people didn't listen to the first episode, by this point in the Havamal, we had concluded that Odin was just shit faced and had stripped down to his underwear, if nothing if anything, and had given his clothes away generously to some of the trees outside and had therefore declared that they had now clothed themselves and had no shame. Which is essentially the story of Adam and Eve. If we're going to be honest, <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah, because I, I mean, next level is uh, stanza fifty, where we get to the fir tree withers that stands on the farmstead. So this is a mistranslation. It's not the farmstead. It's a. It's on a little hill. Uh, that's that's the original word. Uh, so so to get that picture in your head instead, like a, a little hill that where you have like a single fir tree standing up there, uh, neither bark nor needles protected. So it is with the man whom no one loves how should he live for long and so i i let's just imagine odin uh bare-assed standing there looking at that tree right and and getting really existential that's how i'm reading this at this point i mean perhaps at this point odin is not just drunk because i've been drunk <laughs> many times i would say fifteen thousand. And I have never once like stood at a tree and been existential. I vomit on the tree, <laughs> I piss on the tree. But, but if Odin has consumed maybe some of his shamanic mushrooms, then he would look at the tree and be like, is man unclothed? <laughs> and then he'd remove his, his, his shawl and put it around it to dress the tree. I think maybe there's more than just a drunk Odin going on. So we've we've now gone we've level. It's like when the Pokemon levels up. We've evolved into uh, psychedelic Odin. Yeah, it's just drunk Odin was just a gateway drug for <laughs> psychedelic Odin. That's by the way how I definitely want to retire. Is <laughs> what's Ed doing these oh, days? Yeah. yeah, psychedelic Odin. And I feel you have the look that could could take you there as well. Could wither me wither me away into psych Odin territory. Right. <laughs> so we were talking about paths earlier. That's my path. Well, this is starting now to make a lot of sense corroded. to me. I mean, uh, uh, the the, uh, the 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 Valkyrie that I just uh, uh, drew the other day. One of one of my friends said that it uh, you would have to have ninety uh, percent LSD in your veins to to get to that point. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, nice. That's a compliment. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I. Um, I guess I'm just like a natural uh, acid talent, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen this Valkyrie. Oh, it, uh, it's it on Facebook somewhere. I'm, basically, I'm, I'm on a new campaign. Uh, I, I feel uh, Valkyries, th this is what I do, I guess. Like in one way or another, I, I, I take people's stereotypes and then I shit all over them. And this time, it's <laughs> a Valkyrie. And the, the whole idea of like the Wagnerian boob Valkyrie that's like, blonde hair and female and all those things i want a demon valkyrie instead i i think that would be a lot more nice cool. so that's what i tried i really wanted to comment on that post as well but i was in facebook jail and couldn't <laughs> and that's what i forgot about that. i was really angry that i couldn't <laughs> join in that conversation about boobs <laughs> <laughs> about the boob valkyries that was as somebody actually pointed out uh, pointed out that the valkyrie that i did draw also had boobs uh so <laughs> oh. i mean yeah ah oh. <laughs> I mean, they've got to have some, well, I guess they don't have to have some boobs. You could have a transgender Valkyrie. That'd be into that. That'd be excellent. That would annoy all the bros. Oh, that would yeah. annoy all of them, yeah. I do want to ask you, is Valkyrie something that could only be female? 
Is there any mention of any kind of male? No, so, so Valkyrie is very distinctly uh, attached to you know, the concept of, of, of the female gender. Absolutely. Um, okay. And this, this is really interesting. So I was having a conversation with one of my old friends uh, in that thread about uh, that Valkyrie that I had made. Um, and he was pointing out that uh, <clears throat> they, they are generally described as like beautiful females in sort of like the, 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 the sagas, the Fortna de Sergio, so, so the legendary sagas, the ones that take place in some, you know, distant past where, you know, Odin also fucks around on Earth and all of these things, which, you know, is a distinct genre, uh, actually. It's very, very folk tales in different ways. But we used so so that that had me sit and peruse the um, the heroic Eddic poetry and to see like what kind of descriptions do we get there and that's also like similarly ideas of like generally I guess beautiful females but when you then go to the skaldic poetry and start looking at the kennings that they use for Valkyries and other sort of like associated descriptions now that's where it gets really funky like that's that's more sort of like blood and gore and you know war and armor and so on and not so much you know pretty ladies um and and also uh, the goddess Ron um which we generally know as a sea goddess she's often involved in some of these kennings as well which I find quite interesting because that might actually tell us perhaps a little bit more about what her original function was um, until, you know, Snorri Sturluson just made her a sidekick of, of the sea god Aegir and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's, a, that's my little rant about that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You've got a, a warrior Valkyrie. Yes. Oh, a demon Valkyrie even. Demon. Yeah, I like the idea of a demon Valkyrie. I don't, I don't really ever appreciate any um, anything too pious or clean in uh, in religions or mythology. It's just because it seems so silly. You never meet anyone like that or anything like that. It's always much more interesting to learn what what is fucking with people and making them weird. Um, so yeah, I don't want boob Valkyries. Death to the boob Valkyrie, I say. <laughs> Absolutely. So Mateus. On to 51, or yes. I feel like we're going to get nowhere and then have to do another three of these episodes. <laughs> Hotter than fire between bad friends burns fondness for five days, but it dies down when the sixth day comes and all that friendship goes to the bad. Hmm? What? <laughs> what? <Damn. laughs> I mean, this is... Okay, so if we are... Walking the path of like drunken Odin here, possibly even like shroomed up Odin. He might have had like a, a situation where, you know, that you know, a situation where you're like you're out on town, you're shit faced, and then you run into Mr. Also shit faced over here in the bar. And then you yeah. have a great conversation. And this person turns out to be the most awesome person in the whole world until, of course, that time when you sober up and realized why the fuck was i talking to that weirdo right oh i thought i thought it, i thought it was on the other way around where you are you meet friends and you fall out with each other and then you're pissed off for a few days and then you kind of get over it 
But in Odin's world, he's like, no, after five days, then the friendship dies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if I haven't made up within five days, I very much misconstrued what was happening. It took a weird turn for me. Okay. I'm going to have to revisit that. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, my suggestion is that this is probably like, you know, um, you, you can mistake people for friends and uh and then you realize at some point that they weren't and and that's really what, what that comes up a lot in this poem he spends a lot of time talking about like some people are your friends but they're not your friends <laughs> no and then but then this is drunk and odin right that is what you do when you're drunk you're like i don't think we're friends at all anyway i will let you carry on because we genuinely will never finish i think we've all probably had those situations where the first, like you say, the first 24 hours, 48 hours when you meet someone, it's kind of amazing. You you, you get on, you see all these things that you like. It's almost the, the rose-tinted glasses. And then you become friends for a little bit and then you start seeing the little things that, that piss you off and maybe they're not that good of a person. Things that you might have mm. overlooked straight away. Yes. No, I, I, I think that's a, that's a very common experience. Right. That's okay. That's a good one to take from this. Okay. So I like that. A man need not give only a big gift. Often you buy praise with a little. Um, with half a loaf and a tilted cup, I've got myself a companion. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's my mother's birthday at the weekend. I'm I'm leaning into that one, being like, oh, it doesn't have to be. A, <laughs> doesn't have to be a great gift. Sometimes just a half a loaf of bread <laughs> is ample. <laughs> great, great. I'm into it so far. Drunken Odin, keep it up. Okay, so of small sands of small seas, small are the minds of men. Thus, all men aren't equally wise. Half wise, half not. Everywhere. Like this is a, uh, you know, I I feel like Odin is getting a little depressed again here. Like he's like, <laughs> people are like, oh, people suck. Half of people suck. Half of people. The other half of them are not so bad. <laughs> only one percent. But I'm one of the good only ones. One that sounds like Norway. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what we're on about. But Odin just thought it was fifty percent. But that's because Odin didn't have Facebook, so he didn't. Know. <laughs> exactly. Actually, everyone is a dick except for you. <laughs> Averagely wise, a man ought to be never too wise. Uh, for a wise man's heart is seldom cheerful if he who owns it's too wise. Joe, shut the <laughs> fuck up, man. We're reading Havamal. Have some respect. I would say cut that out, but please don't. <laughs> Come on, man. Quit your scurrying. I hear you. Scruffling around while Odin's like waxing lyrical about how you shouldn't be too clever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Averagely wise, a man ought to be. <laughs> Never too wise, for a wise man's heart is seldom cheerful if he who owns it's too wise. Right. I appreciate we're never going to finish this poem, but this is something we talked about a bit last time, um, which is like the power of ignorance, which is something I believe in deeply as an idiot, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is that a lot of the time you get a lot further in life when you don't have to overthink stuff, right? Uh, 
and oftentimes I have found in my life, the biggest force that is stopping me is is general inertia because I don't know what to do. I have so many options or so many ways I could go and so much I kind of understand that I never go anywhere. And I find that a lot of the happiest and best times of my life is where I've just jumped into something knowing nothing at all um, and, and found it out on sort of on the fly, right? So I think there's this, this beautiful stanza of Havama where he's just like, don't try and know everything you're not going to be happy and you're not going to do anything. You're just going to sit like the wizards of Ankh-Morpork, you know, the unseen university in the Terry Pratchett books. The wizards are amazing, but they're so academic and so blustery. They just sit in their little tower and do nothing. While Rincewind, who is an idiot, runs around and actually has adventures. So I remember being very young and reading Havamal, and this was one of the things I really, really enjoyed and took away with me. Mm -hmm. And I will now have tattooed upon my forehead or somewhere very visible. <laughs> but only in the ancient language, which is not Norse, of course. Right. Uh, <laughs> which, uh, which kinds of runes are you going to pick for that one? Because I might have a rant for you uh, about I'm, that. <laughs> I, I am going to use the Trans-Siberian Futhark. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Well, no, no, no yes. rants uh, uh, coming with that one. That, that, that is. It's the universal Futhark. Yeah, there you go. It's primarily just squirrels and different poses. Yes, exactly. And smiley faces. <laughs> um, I think, I think that's a good point though, Ed. Um, you know, you tend to have the best times when you just kind of go with it and it's on the fly. Sometimes if you plan it too much, you build it up in your own mind and I don't think it can ever live up to, to your expectations. Whereas when it just happens, it's kind of more organic, you're relaxed and it's just tends to be more enjoyable all around, I think. Yeah. What, what is weird is I think everybody knows this. It doesn't matter who you talk to. They always tell you the best times were the times when they just kind of didn't have a plan and went with it. And despite the fact that this is universal human knowledge, when you say to people, my plan is to just kind of not know what's going on and go with it. They're like, oh, no, you mustn't do that. You must make a plan. And know People know what they need to be happy, and they just refuse to do it. And mm -hmm. what they need to be happy is just, you know, bumble along. <laughs> Don't. I'll <laughs> no, no, shut up. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I agree. Uh, okay, Matthias, on to the next one. Yeah, sorry. No, I was just having an existential moment right there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the second one is basically a repetition of the other one, except he, in this context, says, let no one know his fate beforehand, for he'll have the most carefree spirit. So that, that's basically like running straight into what you were saying right there, Ed. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, no, I, uh, I I agree with that. And 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 like that that brought me to sort of like, now I'm having an existential moment and I'm, I'm I swear there's no you're weeping uh, I'm weeping <laughs> there's no mushroom in my he's coffee. weeping into his tedious coffee <laughs> it's never-ending coffee <laughs> but yeah no it's a, the, the, there is the expectation nowadays right that we all sit in our little confines and like these little little houses with these little yards around them in these little countries with these little borders around them right and uh, and we, we're supposed to have like planned everything and have like a bank account that, that works out this way, pay our taxes in that way mm -hmm. and all that crap. Right. And, um, and yeah, that's, um, it's kind of depressing when you think about it. You can say it, man, it's bullshit. <laughs> it is bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> and we need to break free from it because when you look at the people, you know, and you count the number who are happy and you look at what they have in common, it isn't fucking that. Boom. Yes. Man. I agree. Boom. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
<laughs> like, Edge is taking his headphones off, and he's uh, and he's just gonna leave. He's just gonna leave. <laughs> I thought, was, I thought that mind. was it. That was the, the mic drop moment. The head, the headset yeah. came off. Should have been. It should have been the mic drop moment. But then I realized simultaneously, I don't own this headset. There's a lot of nails on the floor, and also I really enjoy this podcast. So I'm gonna, <laughs> so I'm gonna stay and just. But um, pretend, but pretend that it was a mic drop moment and the Ed left. Yes, it was a mic drop moment. There, this is what editing is for. We'll sort this out in post. Get Joe on it. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one brand takes fire from another until it is consumed. A flames kindled by flame. One man becomes clever by talking with another, but foolish through being reserved. Boom. There you go. Yes. Right. Straight up obvious wisdom. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, very straightforward. He should get mm -hmm. up early. The man who means to take another's life or property. Mm. Seldom does the loafing wolf snatch the ham, nor a sleeping man victory. Don't speak this for one. Yourself. It does, but also it speaks to all of the bros. This is the the one. One of the few Havamal bits that just gets kind of regurgitated yeah. by every like tedious husk of a human who's worked themselves into an early grave. You know, that whole, I mean, yeah, get up early, blah, 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 you know, work harder, diddly dee. And you're like, cool, yeah, you go around stealing other people's ham and I will like lie in and masturbate. I like, I know whose life I prefer. <laughs> I, honestly, though, like, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, you're not wrong. No, I, I, I'm not. I'm never I wrong. Wish this I is my learn. curse. Yeah, no, but, but really though, I mean, it makes it's a very like sensible. Yeah, get up, work hard. You know, make the most of the day. Diddly d. But it does all kind of tie into our very much because when we started this little um, adventure into the modern interpretations of the Havamal, one of the problems that we suffer with as as modern humans is we all work too much and too long, and for people who don't give a shit about us or pay us enough. And like this is essentially what this verse of Havamal is saying. It's like get up, be industrious, 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 and like smash the day. Which is true when you're smashing the day for yourself, not when you're getting up and smashing the day for some other cunt who won't even pay you properly and doesn't care if you work yourself to death. So like I love this verse, but I also equally hate it because in the modern context, I believe it is responsible for um for a general disease of overworking so, so i don't like the principle of this while story. while i, I, I really the like mic your, again. your rant <laughs> i i like I, I like your rant but actually what we are talking about here is taking another person's life or property he's talking about stealing people's shit so so that is somewhat different from 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 this uh, mm. uh labor drone uh, uh lifestyle mm. that that uh, that it might be interpreted as sometimes okay um I accept that. It's like uh, uh, what is actually interesting here is that we have a pretty straightforward uh, "go for it, guys" if you want to steal people's shit. Um, so what he's from, saying is it? Yeah, is it you need to get up early to catch the guy in bed masturbating to kill him? Yeah, if you want to take his gold, like if no, the guy no. who's, uh, who's lying <laughs> around masturbating has a bunch of gold, then you get up early and then kill him and take his shit. That's what we're talking about. I have realized in this conversation I haven't checked on all my shit recently. <laughs> and it could have been could have been stolen by a more industrial man who 
gets up early. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So, so, so I may have to. This is. I may have to come back later after I've checked on my shit. Of course, what uh, Edward, what, what you were talking about is is uh, these bro types who are like highlighting that you know very actually very Lutheran, pious working lifestyle, um, which yeah. which you know uh, yeah you could you could question the the, the um, both the validity and also the uh, uh, yeah how wise it is to 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 live your life that way. Yeah, I, I mean, I think perhaps this is just a, a wonderful example of, of how the old poetry gets um, a modern interpretation that doesn't necessarily fit with its context, you know, exactly like I did, where it's like, blah, work too hard. And then you point out that, you know, really, this is pertaining to crime, if we may say it like a more, a more yeah, Viking <laughs> lifestyle. I'm going to go and take your shit. And that's going to happen at 3 a.m. when Ooh. you're. Well, violently masturbating. About. <laughs> no, I mean it makes sense to to steal people's yeah. stuff at, at uh, three a.m. Yeah. Okay. Of, like... Well, I stand corrected. I'm not a thief. I wouldn't know. Yeah. No. What? What's next? The next one is. It'd be the same thing again. He should get up early. The man who has few workers and set about his work with a thought. Much gets held up uh, for the man sleeping in the morning. Wealth is half won by activity. And now you can go on your end. And that is basically what that uh, one is about. That's the get up early and work hard. I see nothing wrong with this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Editor you can just put my rant in there instead. And then I look clever instead of. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, Matas, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, if you're the only dude who's got your back, then get up and work hard. I agree with that. Yeah. But not, yeah. I've had my run. I think I'm done. I think I'm, I blew that load. I mean, there's kind of like a tacit uh, sort of acceptance of, um, of uh, sort of like a, a, like a Walmart style uh, a capitalist. Uh, uh, worker hell, where, yeah. like, but yeah, okay. Well, this piece of advice holds true, right? Like in in modern self help books, this is a thing that comes up all the time. Is like basically get up early and crack on because as the day wears on, things get difficult and complicated, and you know you fall into a bog or whatever it is that happens to you on a daily basis. Um, but I just find that interesting that this is essentially a self-help book from hundreds of years ago. Mm -hmm. It's still very much applicable. And we still have people somehow making fortunes off of regurgitating the same tired bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, when you could just read Odin's semi-drunken rant and know everything you need yeah. to know. Instead of reading, you know, Jordan Peterson telling you to make your bed. You're like, dude, I read Havamal. I don't need to be told to make my bed. <laughs> I get up early when people are masturbating. That is such yeah. an important point, actually. Yeah. L listen to Odin instead of uh, uh, Jordan Peterson. Um. <laughs> you got to listen to one. <laughs> also, <laughs> I mean... Uh, I was just gonna say, like, I it, it also simply because, like, uh, um, I mean, as far as I know, Odin didn't put himself in a coma. Um, Jordan Peterson did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Ooh, fire. Oh, I shouldn't laugh. Yeah. Oh, I have very mixed feelings about that. That just seems like the. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. No. It's yeah. Oh, no. Okay. So uh, number sixty. So many bros lost the daddy they never even had in the first place. It was so bad. It was so sad. Right. Okay. Of dry wood and thatching bark, a man can know the measure. And of the wood which uh, can get one through a quarter or a half year. 
good, solid piece mm -hmm. of outdoorsmanship. Right. To basically just like make sure to know how much wood you need to store. Know the value of things, not the yes. price, is what he's saying, yes. right? The same old, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Washed and fed, a man should ride to the assembly, though he may not be very well dressed. Of his shoes and breeches, no man should be ashamed, nor of his horse, though he doesn't have a good one. Hmm? Yeah, it's just like, don't, I feel like that's kind of, don't worry about what you have, but make sure you're clean. Yeah. Just, that's, that's one thing you can do, you know, that doesn't cost anything. Yeah. Yeah. I should take that on board. Yeah, there's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like keep your head up, be proud, even though yeah. you know you might have, uh, mm. um, you know, shitty jeans on or something like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, or or any any jeans on at all, <laughs> yes. or any pants yeah. at all. If you are bare ass, if you can afford pants, yes. yeah. If you are bare, well, this ties into an, another earlier stanza where Odin very much goes on about how. Um, it's better to be self-made, even if that means you've only got a little bit, than it is to have all the stuff that you didn't earn yourself. So um, I enjoy this. Part. I think that's extremely important these days because so many people buy things on credit, uh, things that they don't have. You know, they borrow money, buy all these lovely things, and they don't really owe them. And they're always worrying about the debt and having to repay them. Mm -hmm. Whereas sometimes it's more important yeah. just to have the things that, you own mm -hmm. and it, it, what do you, you think own. what do you think odin's opinion on credit cards would be because sometimes he's like be a self-made man be proud of your trousers even if they're terrible um and then on other times he's like get up early to steal other people's shit <laughs> like what is he what is he saying and he's saying, he saying rob the bank and then buy the things you want nice yeah no i, yeah, I, I like this guy even I, more I, don't see Odin being particularly down with the idea of credit and debt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, who's gonna who's gonna dare to to ask him for it back? <laughs> Good point. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. So, um, and this brings us to number sixty-two. He snaps and cranes his neck when he comes to the sea, the eagle to the ancient ocean. So does a man who comes among the multitude and has few people to speak for him. What I what I think is of course important with this one is that uh, this one very uh, like clearly uh, spells out that um, that you, you're going to look like a chump if you don't have any friends. Um, you dumbass. Um, okay, uh, next one. Asking and answering, every wise man should do. Uh, he who wants to be re reputed intelligent, one shall know, a second shall not. The whole world knows if three know. I mean, that's that is very true mm -hmm. because people can't keep their mouth shut these days. Yes, exactly. So, this is sort of like a don't gossip kind of thing too mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it's good to know that this happened back when there was there was no means of instant communication mm -hmm. except for um, like yes of course. like sean holt sean holt has said loose lips sink ships and that is basically that is the principle right except mm -hmm. often it's not about ships or lips it's simply about whose turnips are greater than whose or whatever it might be in your village exactly mm. <laughs> yeah no and every man wise in council should use his power in moderation. 
for when he mingles with the brave, he finds that no one is boldest of all. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No one is boldest of yes. all. That's. So, is that true? Surely someone is boldest of all. I mean, it really depends. Like, uh, I think what, what, what Odin is telling us here is that, you know, everybody, everybody has a breaking point. There's always someone younger, fitter, stronger. That's gonna this come is what I always that. keep no saying. Like, sorry for being crass, guys, but, but there's always some dude out there with a bigger dick than yours. It's just mm-hmm. like, that's, <laughs> that's what Odin is telling us right here. <laughs> also, Matthias, false. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm scared now because your camera keeps going black but we're just going to find out yeah, any, moment. <laughs> any moment now it's the worst strobe light in the history of the world uh, I'm going to move I'm going to move myself but that I mean like you said that is true you do get that you know it doesn't matter whether you have a year two years at the top there's always going to be somebody else that comes along and they're going to be bigger, stronger, better, tougher. And it's just inevitable. It happens all the time. Yeah, it, it, it does. Yeah. All the time. It doesn't happen all the time, Dan, just eventually. Once your hubris catches up to you. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what we want to, what we want to keep in mind here. Okay. Uh, let's see. Then there's a short one. 65. For those words which one man says to another, often he gets paid back. There you go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. That's basically what Dan's yep. saying. Much too early, I've come to many places, but sometimes too late. The ale was drunk, or sometimes it wasn't even brewed. Uh, sorry, sometimes it wasn't yet brewed. The unpopular man seldom hits on the right moment. How early was he arriving at places where the ale wasn't even brewed? Sometimes I get places nine months ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like this. I like this one because um, Odin spends a lot of the earlier verses telling everyone not to drink too much and to be cautious. And then as he gets drunker, he's like, sometimes I come to places too early where there's no booze, or sometimes it's too late where, there's, where the booze is gone. You should make sure you get there when the beer is there. Like, mixed messages, Odin. Like, <laughs> should I be, like, organizing my life around the drinking, or should I or should I be not drinking because I need to, otherwise, what was he? He said, the heron steals your thoughts. Um <laughs> It's, it's, it's difficult to keep up with him sometimes. It, it really is. Um, he is a curious uh, character here. Um, here and there, I might be invited home when I had no need of food uh, that mealtime. Or two hams would be hanging in a trusty friend's house when I'd already eaten one. This sounds weirdly bitchy. Mm. Like... <laughs> I love how into hams he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he loves a ham. <laughs> it just comes up real often. <laughs> he loves a ham. Steal like another he's... man's ham. It's like, is he literally complaining about like showing up at somebody's place and they like made food and everything? And he's like, oh, but I already ate. Like, yeah, damn. Yeah, I feel like that's that's a him problem, not a they problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there are also at least three verses. At least. Where Odin specifically says, "Make sure you've eaten before you turn up to a feast." Yes, that is. Uh, that, I mean, yeah. 
I'm not. So, okay, this is where we really come into the drunk Odin because half the time he's saying, don't drink too much, it's bad for you, and the heron eats your thoughts. And the other half of the time is like, make sure you arrange arriving exactly when there's booze. And then half the time is like, make sure you've eaten before you turn up, otherwise people think you're greedy. And then he's like, but make sure you haven't eaten too much because otherwise there might be extra hams that you can't eat. So <laughs> I, I think would he like also to know. says, you know, you should provide food for your guests as well. Yes. So yeah. it's, Mateus, is this all written by one person? In one sitting, or is it because it seems that scattery? Yeah, is it kind of just added to over time? So, 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 uh, there are different theories about this poem. Um, one is that uh, it actually consists of like six different poems that have, like, at some point come together in, in one form or other. I mean, that that would make more sense in sense in the way that. It kind of jumps around. Yeah, but on the other hand, you can you can also accept this poem as 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 a, a one coherent poem. It does all fit together in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also th- scholars that have the theory that uh, it's about like three poems that have been put together. Um, so uh, thematically, what what we're seeing is like the first ninety stanzas of the poem are about these like everyday things and you know Odin going back and forth on how much he loves ham I guess and and then we get to a point where he then starts complaining about uh about women basically and that then turns into uh these ramblings about uh where he's like recounting myths that he has been involved with like the story of the meat of poetry and um another story where he's referencing this billings girl and then after that that's when he goes like you know mad wizard with like i can stop an arrow mid-air and also okay. like break chains now, and all that fucking stuff. that that's gonna be like ed games that's, to the bit we're hanging on for. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be like episode four or five i feel <laughs> Yeah, at this rate. I don't want it to ever end, so you can come back as many times <laughs> as it's needed. It is quite fun. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I love that we're at, like, we're at stanza 66 uh, or, or, or thereabouts, and you've just referenced like, well, you know, the first 90 stanzas are maybe one poem, and then from then it grows. <laughs> and all of us are like, fuck, it's taken us three hours to get through 66. <laughs> How are we ever going to... There'll be a new half of our written by the time we're done. Jackson Crawford will have just like, you know... Poofed a new one into existence, <laughs> or something that apparently is the only one that matters, or something. Okay, <laughs> let's carry on. Let's gloss in over. We're nearly at stanza sixty-nine. That must be that must be exciting for some people. Yes. Um, well, yeah, but sixty-eight first. Fire is best for the sons of men and the sight of the sun. Uh, his help, if a man can manage it, living without disgrace. Nice. Okay. I'm just waiting I for like 69 now. Yeah, we're, 68 was basically just a, you know, like a pre-chorus, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, no so, so now, now okay. Yeah, here we go. Let's build up to it. Number 69. It's gonna be about dicks. <laughs> no man is completely wretched, even if he has bad luck. One man is blessed with sons, another with kinsmen, another has enough money, another feels good from his deeds. Sorry, it wasn't dick joke. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it, 
<laughs> the deed in question must be like no this is actually something sexy <laughs> this is sort of like incredibly wholesome right this is a, uh, a yeah. instead of like weird sexual stuff it's just basically Odin saying you know what you're good bro you're all right mm -hmm. you're fine um mm. like don't don't uh don't be too um whiny about your choices in life or something like that yeah yeah i think it's just be be happy with the things you do as well mm -hmm. i like yeah. that going on to number 70 it is better to live than not to be alive it's the living man who gets the cow i saw a fire blaze up for the wealthy man and he was dead outside the door boom it's all about cows and ham again even when it comes to life like better to be alive than dead dead people can't eat hams am i right <laughs> yeah I, I mean like i guess odin's reign was only so far when it comes to these things um yeah no i i think this again is a quite healthy stance right he's he's basically saying that, that there's no point in being dead um which you know should should tell everybody that you know the whole valhalla thing with the vikings and all that stuff might be sort of like bullshit that people have come up with later on mm -hmm. yeah yeah like a hundred percent one of my favorite of all the things about this poem is yeah like undeniably when you read through it the one thing that people really really liked was being alive and being alive for as long as possible and it really wasn't about just arbitrarily meeting some kind of glorious death because people were very aware that living is good um mm -hmm. it's it's a very i say this as somebody who has very much glorified having um an early and swift death because i'm aware that that's probably my fate <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah, the fact is that living a good long healthy life um is something that has has been beloved even of people who 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 literally thought the way into their like one of their heavens mm -hmm. was to die gloriously in battle um so i like that a lot it's very life-affirming yeah no that, that's a good point because i think so many people get this misconception from i think it comes from tv show because it makes it makes for good tv doesn't it this whole idea yeah. that you're gonna go out in a blaze of glory and you want to die and you're fearless yeah. and you're gonna go to hell. it does make good tv but in reality i mean People are scared to die. I don't care whether it's now or whether it's 10,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, or just 1,000 years ago. People fear death. And yeah, they may, some cultures are more accepting of it, but still nobody wants to go when, when it comes. It's a scary yeah. thing. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And that brings us to 71. The lame man rides a horse. The handless man drives a herd. The deaf man fights and succeeds. To be blind is better than to be burnt. A corpse is of no use to anyone. Boom. Boom. Yes. Well, there you go. That's the yes. one. That's the one. And that, that's, that basically sums up sort of like that whole situation that, you know, um, fuck your eugenics, people. Uh, there's no, uh, that, 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 that all that's, those ideas that the Vikings were like, oh, no. I, I I can no longer fight, so now I must I don't know jump off a cliff or some shit. It's bullshit. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But it's also bullshit. Like just so much of the time, so many of these cultures that we 
um, that are presented as these bizarre warlike people who would only cared about dying gloriously in battle. Um, you know, like the the Mongolians, um, the, the 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 Khans and the Huns and stuff. And then you read about them, and they're all very much like, uh, if you can not die, that's great. Like, r- if things aren't going well, here's an idea: run away and then fight again next, because winning is better than dying. Mm-hmm. And that's just like universal, as far as I know. Like everything I've read um, throughout all of this stuff. And then, but modern day, obviously, like people would rather watch movies and. You know, you can die in a movie because you're an actor. Um, and so now everyone thinks it's cool to die gloriously in battle because there are no battles to go dying gloriously in. Um, it's easy to, and, yeah, it's easy to glorify when you're not the one dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Till Valhalla until, like, the guy actually gets out of the car after you've been beeping him aggressively. <laughs> run like, away, run away! Not to, oh, no! <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, huh? mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so... So now, um, yeah, we're, we're moving into some other territory. He says the son is better, even if he is born late, when the father is dead. Seldom do memorial stones stand by the wayside unless one kinsman raises them for another. Um, so, so that's sort of like a, 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 well, if nothing else, a patriarchal view, I guess, the idea of kinship. Um, mm-hmm. introducing the son mm. as the as the thing that you want here. Um, is he saying a, a son is better than a daughter? Is that what he's well, saying? He just or says or a son is better even if he is born late when the father is dead. So this is actually quite weirdly ambiguous because when the father is dead, so I'm thinking. Dead. I think in the, I think they mean like the the gestation period. <laughs> I think I use that correctly. I hope I did. I, I am. But what's the alternative? Like, a, a, like a son is better even if he's born like after you're dead. Well, what's the alternative? A, a son is better than no son. I guess is that what he's saying? Better to have kids even if you're not around to see them. That's how I thought of it. Rather than a son is better than a than like a daughter. Yeah, I think he means Maybe. the. I'm not entirely sure. The, you want to? I ideal situation is you have the son whilst you're alive. But even if you have the son after you're dead, at least they're gonna carry on the family name. Is how I. Would. I'm just like wondering like, who's involved in the procreation if if you're dead. Oh no, I think yeah, but that's why I think it's it's the seed is planted, <laughs> and then you got that nine month period where maybe you die. Nine months is a real long it's, time. It's, yeah, it's, it's, back it's, then, it's, I guess. especially back then. Yeah, it's still weird. It's probably still about nine months, but anyway, that, that, it feels longer. What what he is of course highlighting nothing else is that you know the important thing is that there are people who remember your name because the next thing that he is saying in this stanza is that um, uh, seldom do memorial stones stand by uh, the wayside unless a kinsman raises them for another right so so what he's talking about here is that you know your offspring are the ones who will raise a rune stone a memorial stone for you and and thereby make sure that your name lives on. And this is like literally what you can go and see in the Scandinavian landscape all over the place. They are still there, uh, a lot of them. And that's exactly what they they uh, they were there for, to remember dead people. Um, and uh, a lot of them were actually also raised by women. So, so that's something to keep in mind. Um, okay, moving on. Two are destroyers of one. The tongue is the head's slayer. Hidden under every fur coat, I expect to find a hand. 
that sounds really gropey. <laughs> it does. So I guess is that kind of just don't don't trust anybody because you know you don't know what they're hiding beneath the cloth. Yeah, he's definitely highlighting that little aspect, and then also, um, of course, that the tongue is the head slayer. Uh, so I mean, again, what we're talking about here is reputation in one way or another, and what can like what can saying stuff about people bring uh, to you and to them, right? In different ways, okay. like gossiping, for instance, and and that kind of stuff. Okay, so stance is seventy four. Uh, Knight is eagerly awaited by him who can <laughs> rely on his provisions. Uh, short are a ship's yards. Changeable are autumn nights. Many kinds of weather in five days and more in one month. This is definitely a Scandinavian. Uh, who's who's saying this? Anybody familiar with the North Sea? I guess. <laughs> At last, there's uh, been a lot of talk about hams and not a lot of talk about seafaring. So I feel like this is much more appropriate. Yes, yeah, so now now we're getting there. <laughs> um, yeah, and of course, I guess what he's highlighting is, of course, that you know you can um, you, you should always like make sure to uh, plan ahead in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so he goes on. The man who knows nothing does not know this. The man, uh, sorry, that many are fooled by money. Um, one man is rich, another is not rich. Hmm. He should not be blamed like for that. that. Okay, so play nice, fellas. Yes, okay. don't judge other people by their wealth. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's always been a good one. Sensible. And so now we come to uh, sort of one of the absolute favorites uh, of, of general uh, population and interested in Vikings, like cattle die, kinsmen die. Uh, the self must also die, but the glory of reputation never dies for the man who can get himself a good one. And that one goes in, uh, hand in hand with... Uh, um, the next one, cattle die, kinsmen die, the self must also die. I know one thing which never dies, the reputation of each dead man. Nice. Good. Mm -hmm. I'll take it by everybody. That, yeah, that seems to be one that kind of pops up throughout different cultures. There's the, the whole famous saying of, you know, a man dies twice when when he dies and when the last time his name spoken, like these things seem to repeat themselves in, in different things. That seems to be an important idea of this reputation of what yeah. you leave behind. Yeah, for sure. We've all been around, right? While people talk about the great deeds of our fathers or of other people. And you all, you all want to be the guy who, when he's dead, people will still tell great stories of him. So, um, especially in a world where you don't have any kind of actual media. Um, if, if all you hear of other people is this brilliant, um, inspiring poems you want to be the one who who dies and people tell poems about him not the one who dies and then just gets buried under um a ham or whatever it is that odin would declare you'd be buried under <laughs> um. i mean i wouldn't mind being buried underneath a ham i'll tell you that isn't it kind of weird to be buried under a ham like i i would like that to be my death frankly <laughs> like try to eat a ham that was so large that it just crushed him <laughs> Ham death. Ham you death. know that that's one of my favorite things about the, the the language of the time that I'm 
that I'm not ever going to call Norse again. Um, the way that they had different words for specific versions of like, you know, we might just have dead, whereas they would have, he was sword dead, he was spear dead, he was axe dead. You know, specific words to mean specific types of dead. I'd like to be ham dead. I think that'd be excellent. <laughs> he, he either ate too much ham, he choked on a ham, he got crushed by a ham while he was trying to lift it. Yeah, no, I, I, I like the sound of that. I mean, that will, that's definitely one that will get you passed down through the generations, the story will be told of Ed crushed by ham. <laughs> I think that might be what my surname actually means. My surname is Gamester, but I think it's maybe, you know, a degradation of the word Hamza, uh, which is a man who uh, is excellent in and around a ham. <laughs> <laughs> in and around ham. I feel like we're going way off topic yeah. there. <laughs> mm. Well... So <laughs> Still appropriate, if you ask me. <laughs> Matthias, what's up next? Yes. Uh, fully stocked folds I saw for Fitchung's sons. Uh, now they carry a beggar's staff. Wealth is like the twinkling of an eye. It is the most unreliable of friends. So don't, don't rely on your bank account, my friends. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then, then he goes on to, to like more cranky stuff. The foolish man, if he manages to get money or the love of a woman, his arrogance increases, but not his common sense. Uh, on he goes deeply sunk in delusion. So that's, uh, that's really important here to, to keep in mind. Yes. It is okay. As, okay. as your, so your your wealth and fame increases, stay level headed. Uh, uh, don't don't be a d- jerk about it. You know those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a diva. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't let it change you. That's speaking to me in these Facebook uh, engagements. I get myself into. Is that what's happening? <laughs> I'm Dan Ferran from the Nordic Mythology Podcast. How dare you speak to me like that? <laughs> I might say that next time. <laughs> oh, lively mock I, you. I might give the typical tough man answer of, do you not know who I am? <laughs> oh, yeah. So that is now proved uh, what you asked of the runes of divine origin, which the great gods made and the mighty sage colored. Then it is best for him if he stays silent. So this is the first tipping point towards the like mythological context of the poem. Like now he starts talking about runes a little bit. He's, he talks about ritual, this mighty sage colored. Uh, that is a reference to perhaps like uh, either like coloring runes and blood or, or something like that. Um, and of course, I am, am not at all a fan of uh, Larrington's uh, translation of uh, Fimbulthuler to mighty sage. That sounds so fle compared to Fimbulthuler, mm. which means the great reciter, really. That's what Thuler means. Oh, that sounds way better. It's like, da da, right? So, so this like mighty sage, this just sounds like some, some dude with a way too long beard. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're, we're we're tipping towards mythology now because uh, this is 
this is where he's he's still he's still staying in in our you know realistic realm in different ways but but it it starts to get a little more ranty a little more like uh um uh, like i mean a trance kind of a drunk feeling. drunk perhaps yes. it's like a little more like he's in a drunken rage yeah, yeah. so at evening should like should the day be praised the woman when she is cremated the blade when it is tested, the girl when she is married, the ice when it is crossed, the ale when it is drunk. So he's he's sort of like stating some 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 strong opinions here. Um, mm-hmm. Not all of them good. No, and this thing about the woman when she's cremated, I'm like, really, bro? Could we give him a generous interpretation of that and be like that relates to his whole, you know, when you're dead. Um, then the stories of you will be told. That's the only thing that matters. So maybe he's saying, like, you know, when a woman is dead or a man is dead, the, uh, then you know their worth, like when they've finished their lot. I mean, I don't think that is what he's saying. I think he's just being a twat. But um, <laughs> I'd like to be generous to Odin at this point. Right. No, I, um, I, I, I understand what you, what you're saying here. But I'd actually, I'd rather punch him in the nuts, to be honest. Like, dude, that, that's yeah. not cool. That's not cool. Uh, maybe it's just one of those laddie jokes he makes you know yes um like a, like a grab him by the pussy moment oh no. yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on in a wind right. one should cut wood in fine weather row on the sea in darkness chat with a girl many are day's eyes use a ship to glide along a shield for defense a sword for blows and a girl for kisses. So, Aww. yeah, this is he's brought it back. He he's like, you know, he's like a little bit be- between like lovemaking and and war here. Like there's there's some lot. I guess so. <laughs> so, by the fire, one should drink ale. One should slide over the ice. Buy a lean horse and a rusty blade. Fatten the horse at home and the dog at someone else's. <laughs> like, send your dog to get food. That seems a very yeah. That seems very odd. <laughs> yeah, but see, this is where this is where Odin is sort of like descending into his rants about how you can't trust women and and other random crap. Uh, the next one is the words of a girl no one should trust, nor what a woman says. For on whirling wheel their hearts were made, uh, deceit lodged in their breasts. So Odin is like whining because he got burnt. This is awful. Yeah, I want to know case. who who hurt him. Yes, <laughs> just I want to like want to want to cradle him and just be like who hurt you? Come on, just let it out, <laughs> old father, old father. <laughs> like um, I liked what you just said about how he descends into this whining. You know the the descent of Odin. I wonder if maybe we could make it like a brand. (laughs) (laughs) I would just suggest like the descent of Odin or something. (laughs) And you know, it's more it's more like a way of referencing some of his less savory comments. Um, (laughs) Maybe we could make T-shirts. 
Maybe. I, I love the sound of that. <laughs> All right, I'll start that. I'll start that brand. I'll start two. One is Drunk Odin, and the other is Descent of Odin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay, so now we're at 85, and Odin goes, a breaking bow, a burning flame, a gaping wolf, a cawing crow, a grunting pig, a rootless tree, a rising wave, a boiling kettle, a flying dart, a falling wave, ice of one night, a coiled serpent, the bed talk of a woman, or a broken sword, the playing of a bear, or a king's child, a sick calf, an independent-minded slave, a seer who prophesizes good, a newly killed dead man, an early sown field let no man trust, nor too soon in a sun. The weather rules the field and brains the sun. Both of them are risky. Hmm. I feel like this is sort <laughs> of like a failing dad moment on All Father here. I think he's maybe just in his cups, right? He's just now listing things, but not listing things in like a nice, concise, here are three things I don't like way. He's listing 85 different things that he thinks you can't trust, but just in a, like a rambling kind of... I like to think that when this is read out properly as a poem, this verse goes on for like 25 minutes. Just like, it just goes like, oh, the uh, the breath of a starling. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the knees of a cow, uh, <laughs> two bears uh, rutting, you know. The smile it, of it a just goes on forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is just... <laughs> we've all been there as well when we're drunk. Nice, yes, like, we've definitely. all had those moments where we have a moment with a friend and we bitch about the things that have upset us and we get embarrassed about it the next day. Yeah, we've, all, we, we've all had them. So True. it doesn't surprise me if, if this is kind of a version of Odin being drunk. Yeah, it definitely is. It, no, it, 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 and it, you know, it descends. Um, he goes on. So. <laughs> <laughs> a brother's killer if met on the road. A house half burned. A too swift horse. The mount is useless if a leg breaks for some reason. Let no man be so trusting as to, as to trust all these. And then he goes on, such is the love of women. Uh, those uh, with false might. Like, he's obviously very drunk now, right? Yeah. This is the bit where there's going to be an entire sentence that is just Odin being like, you know, another thing, don't, don't piss yourself. It's bad. And then you smell of piss. And then you, uh, people, <laughs> this is looking. Yeah. He's just... Yeah, he's reached the end. I, uh, except he hasn't because we're like what ninety stanzas in. This is this is yeah. halfway. Yes. So and this is where we then get to. It's like driving a horse without spiked shoes over slippery ice. A frisky two-year-old badly broken in, or like steering in a stiff wind, a rudderless boat, or trying to catch. When you're lame, a reindeer on a thawing hillside for some random reason. As you do. As, you do. As everyone does. 
that's very specific. I feel like he's done that. Yes. Yeah. Like whoever wrote this poem, whether it's Odin or whoever, <laughs> has done that, and they're like, "Fuck it, that's going." Yes. There. No, he definitely has. And this, this is when he then goes, "I can speak frankly since I have known both. Men's hearts are fickle towards women. When we speak most fairly, then we think most falsely. That entraps the wise mind." He has to speak fairly and offer precious things. The man who wants a lady's love, uh, praise the body of the radiant woman. He who flatters gets. No man should uh, should ever reproach another for being in love. Often the wise man is seized when the foolish man is not, by a desire arousing appearance. Uh, not at all should one man reproach another for what is common among men. Among men's sons, the wise are made into fools by the mighty force, desire. The mind alone knows what lies near the heart. He is alone with his spirit. No sickness is worse for the sensible man than to find no contentment in anything. That I found when I sat among the reeds when I waited for my beloved. Body and soul, the shrewd girl was to me. Nonetheless, I didn't win her. And this is when we then like ramble into um, these wonderful uh, 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 situations of, of Odin um, basically getting like, you know, stood up by by a girl so yes yeah so are we what how how long are those are we a good point to kind of pick up next time here or should we get through those i want then... i want to get to stanza 110 so we are now at 97 so we're here for a few hours <laughs> yeah what what are we at now? Uh, uh, ninety seven. So so these are oh. um these are the, the two myths about uh okay. sexual intrigues that Odin has. Okay. And okay. No, I mean, I've got nowhere to be, yeah. Ed. I, I I'm standing outside. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> you don't. So um, yeah, let's keep going. Okay, so so basically, this is uh, it. This is Odin, sort of like giving us like a. Uh, a, a general sense of like what he has been feeling um, in those situations where he um, well got stood up and was also the person standing someone up. Um, so in the ninety-seven, I feel like that's one of those where it's like, oh no, she, she didn't break up with me. I broke up with her. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think that's Odin in a nutshell, though. Right, that. Yes. This yeah. is his whole attitude to life. Is that <laughs> it definitely wasn't it was I was in control. I was I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> Odin, yeah. you're you're naked. All your trees all your trees, all your clothes are on that tree, and you're pissing yourself on a ham. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you're in control of this. And he's just like, oh, this is this is I'm gonna prove it. I'm gonna write a poem about pissing and ham, and then you'll see how wise I am. Right, I'm gonna shut up and let you finish the poem. <laughs> Billings girl I found on the bed, sleeping, sun radiant, no nobleman's pleasure could I imagine except to live beside that body. 98. Towards evening, Odin, you should come again if you want to talk a girl round. 
Uh, all will be lost unless only we know of such shamelessness together. Back I turned and thought that I loved, turned back from my certain pleasure. This I thought that I would have all her heart and her love play. And when next I came, all the keen warrior band were awake with burning torches and barricading wood, such a wretched path was determined for me. And near morning, when I came again, then all then the hall company were asleep. A bitch I found then tied on the bed of that good woman. Many a good girl, when you know her well, is fickle of heart towards men. I found that out when I tried to seduce the sagacious woman into shame. Every degradation the clever woman devised for me, and I got nothing from that girl at all. <laughs> oh, I mean, come Again. on. <laughs> I would say, I think that like erotica has come a long way in a thousand years, <laughs> because I am not at all hard for that. <laughs> So I, it's Odin complaining that she doesn't want him. Yeah, so this starts with him sitting around in the reeds somewhere. And then, you know, the story is that he he is trying to seduce this girl, uh, Bitling's girl. Um, and that's probably the name of her father, Bitling. And, um, and then he first comes like uh, in the evening. Um, she, she tells him to like, come back in the evening and then he does that and then there's like a bunch of warriors running around looking for him as he's sitting there in the reeds right? of course <laughs> <laughs> happens to us all and then we've all been there once in our <laughs> lives then the perils <laughs> of tinder then he runs you off you mention the bands of warriors when you prove how <laughs> then he runs off and hides again, right? And then comes back uh, earlier in the morning, and that's when he finds a dog that is on the bed instead of the girl. And that's when he sort of like realizes that he's been played. But it's Odin, so yes. I mean, he'll fuck it anyway. Yes, I guess that's so. what he does. Well, so, yeah. so uh, this is this is the bridge between that story where he got stood up. Um, and then the story where he stands up, Gunlud, uh stands up 103, goes, At home a man should be cheerful and merry with his guest. He should be shrewd about himself, with a good memory and eloquent. If he wants to be very wise, often should he speak of good things. A nincompoop, that man is called, who can't say much for himself. That is the hallmark that of a moron. <laughs> that word is not in there. Oh, the joys of translation. Yes. <laughs> no, no. It, I mean, What's I, a modern translation of nincompoop, Matthias? <laughs> What's, I, I, a nincompoop. This, it says it right there. <laughs> well, if it says it in the original text. No, well, <laughs> that is not in the original text. I'm, I'm going to bring it back. Old I'm bringing it back. Nincompoop. Yeah, let's see. Um, nincompoop. <laughs> Simbulfambi. That's what it's called. That's a giant idiot. Oh, okay. okay. Why should you say I a giant mean... idiot then? Because, I mean, I get that, but a nincompoop. I really want to bring that back though. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try and let this let's um 
mark this as a, as a historical moment. Uh, if the word nincompoop sees a resurgence in its usage over the next 50 years, <laughs> I wish to uh, hereby <laughs> declare it to be my doing. Okay. Well, you okay. can have that one. I will spend my life doing that one thing. We will, uh, we will get into the Facebook groups and together... For <laughs> so many people, nincompoop. And we'll be we'll spend so much time in, in Facebook jail. Did you just call that man a nincompoop? No, I feel like that's one that's going to go under the radar. Yeah, exactly. That we can use that and not get put in Facebook. But that's jail. how it becomes the worst insult because it was the one yeah. insult that could get under the radar. And so, if you call someone a nincompoop, it was the ultimate slight. I, I love you know it. That you could say it. Like let's let's it. revive a bunch of ancient slurs and insults in, in English. Nice. Yes. Oh, there are so many. Like Shakespeare alone has yes. got about 50,000. Yes. There you go. Oh, oh. Okay. I'm now very... Now I'm hard. <laughs> At last. We got there. We did it. Yeah, it took a while. Okay, so so now we are getting to the story about Gunnlöth, and we have uh, stanza 104. I visited the old giant. Now I've come back. I didn't get much there from being silent. With many words, I spoke to my advantage in Sutung's halls. Gunnlöth gave me on her golden throne a drink of the precious mead, a poor reward I let her have in return for her open-heartedness, for her sorrowful spirit. With Rati, the augur's mouth, I made space for myself, um, and made it gnaw through the rock. Over me and under me went the giant's path. Thus I risked my head. That bargain-bought beauty I made good use of. The wise lack for little. For Odreria has now come up to the rim of men's sanctuaries. I am in doubt as to whether I would have come back from the giant's courts, if I had not used Gunluth, that good woman, and put my arms about her. The next day, the frost giants went to ask for the high one's advice in the high one's hall. They asked about Bölverker, whether he was amongst the gods or whether Sutung had slaughtered him. I think Odin will have sworn a sacred ring oath. How can, I, uh, can his pledge be trusted? He left Sutung defrauded of the drink and made Gunlöth weep. So there you are. Yes. Defrauded of the drink. Yes. That's going to be my new fucking Instagram handle. Is it? At defrauded of the drink. <laughs> um, yeah, you can really see why there's a theory that maybe um, this is not the same poem, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because yeah. it's taken a bizarre turn for the last uh, few stanzas. Yeah, um, it's definitely changed direction. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, so so I feel like this is Odin bragging that he's taken he's taken what he can get, and then he's fucked off mm -hmm. and broke somebody's heart, which is quite quite sad, quite mean of Odin, dickish even if you ask me. Mm. Yes, um, yeah, no, he's this is the story about um, uh, the meat of poetry in in its reduced form. We have it in, of course, in a in a. A longer prose form in in Snorri's Edda. Um, there are some things that deviate a little bit from that story here, but overall, it does seem like it's 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 like the same narrative that he's giving us. Mm -hmm. He's giving us the story about uh, how he steals that mead. He uses 
Gunlöf uh, and her love um, or or desire, um, which whichever it is, um, to to get that mead. So so what we're told here is that he actually swore an oath that he would fucking marry her, and then he just fucked off. Right? What the hell, dude? Mm. Um, yeah, that's a dick bummer. move. Yeah, but that is. It's quite different from from that that portion is quite different from uh, uh, from Snorri's version in in Etta, where it actually kind of seems like uh, uh, Gunnlöth is the one who wants the fun, and Odin is sort of like paying with that to get the mead. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was my recollection of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no. So 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 there's something, and this is. I mean, we don't obviously don't know what the original story was, like what what kinds of stories circulated back then. But we have two very distinct versions of it here, which tells us there's probably also a third and a fourth and a fifth, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And here it's inserted because it has relation to the idea of the interactions between men and women, and that's what it's used for in this context. So that's probably why we have highlighted this idea of like him being treacherous to to the woman, um, as as an, a counterpart to the story that just came before, where basically uh, he got fucked over, right? So it makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, it, yeah, it feels like he's he's crying because he got fucked over, but then he's bragging because he fucked somebody else over. Yeah, yeah. It's so the I long think, and short of it. Yeah, I think what it is is that Odin has gone to sleep at some point like reading into this he has got progressively more drunk until he's crying on the floor about how screwed over he's been he's then gone to sleep for a bit and woken up and the next day over breakfast has been like i don't know if you remember all that stuff i said about how i got fucked over uh, actually it was me that was doing the fucking and the yeah. overing uh, i am uh, <laughs> it's what it sounds like that's why there's a massive change of tone is because uh, i mean he's it could be yeah of course it is course it is yeah no i mean so and this is also where like so what he's done here is that he's talked himself into mythology he he started with this like uh ranting uh trance like recounting like a flying dart a falling wave a ice of night of one night a coiled serpent blah, blah 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 and then he goes into these myths and uh, this is why I wanted to stop here because stanza 111, that, that's the one that starts with him saying, it is time to declaim from the sage's high seat, uh, right? Okay. So, so now we're like really like the stuff's getting funky. And that'll be the last yeah. the last uh, part of all of this where we we get all the stories about how you, um, you know, can uh, uh, deafen swords and... Um, you shouldn't trust a witch, oh, yes. and I don't know what. So. Let, let's wrap. Let's wrap this mm-hmm. up. This has been. It's been fun, Mateus. We have to do our Vikings watch along after this. Oh no! So, so we've got. We've still got some time to go. Um, yeah. No. Let, let's. Wrap this. this has been fun as always. Ed, um, please come back for part three. Man, if I am alive, I will be there. Oh, wonderful! And what what I'm going to do, um, if it's all right with Mateus and you, Ed. What I tried to do for this episode, I think the only way to make this better is that I tried to get Shane Smith to come and sit in for the for the Ooh. reading, just because I think it would fucking add so much hilarity to have Ed and Shane in the same place at the same time. Impossible. I, I think there would the be person. some some absolute hilarity 
to be ensued. So for part three, I'm gonna I'm gonna message Shane after this and book it in so we can get a time to get you both nice both together and we'll read part three and see what chaos happens. I like between us all, we will descend into Odin. <laughs> oh, I think I think so. I mean, yeah, th- this is a silly episode. You know, we we throw these in every so often amongst the serious ones. And they always involve me. (laughs) They do indeed, yes. You know, so I still think there's a lot to be learned when you read between, you know, the silliness and the laughs. There is still the information there. There's a lot to to take away from it. Um, You know, we like to have a a light heart and a laugh from time to time. Yeah, like I think constantly throughout the poem, there are harkbacks and 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 things that become. People are still writing about this in the modern day um, to great acclaim. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that Odin says in Havamal is is stuff that people can write whole books about. And I think we've touched on lots of that today, as well as a lot of like ham related nonsense. So yeah, uh, been a pleasure to be involved. Thank you kindly. Yeah, no, I I really appreciated this too, especially the ham related nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> well. well. So Ed descended from got... Ham. <laughs> that's that's the new T-shirt range. Loving it. <laughs> Done. So Ed, do you have anything to plug? No, don't ask. I'm. You know, I'm terrible at this. <laughs> um, the oh, van. well, yes. In fact, you know, uh, you can you can now purchase my products. <laughs> I don't have any products yet, but the you have product. The book. Oh yes, you have shit. A book? yeah. Yes, I'll try again. Yes. You can now purchase my books and extended merchandise uh, through the outlet Northern Fire, who I am an official artist for, despite not being an artist at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I am the modern day Odin. Um, yeah, uh, my books and stuff are now. You can buy them at Northern Fire, which is great because they actually post them. Whereas if you buy them through me, I forget for months and you don't get Mm -hmm. them so if you would like any of my things uh do please buy them there because um you'll receive them which is half the 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 joy of buying them in the first place definitely go go and buy ed's books i have a couple of your books and they are brilliant so please go buy them (laughs) they are what they are (laughs) i mean you get an insight into ed's brain from these podcasts so imagine that in his own format in a book imagine you can't turn it off as well, well. <laughs> holy shit <laughs> yeah i know how that feels man <laughs> yes yes awesome man Matthias, you got anything to plug um yeah you can always find me on instagram uh follow me there see what i do um i post random stuff um yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> there you go all right so if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a five-star rating, a positive review, preferably on iTunes. That's the best place to do it. It really gets people to see um, and sort of find the, the podcast. You can support us on Patreon if you want to delve a little bit deeper. You'll get access to the Vikings Watch Along show, which we do af- after the live show every week. You also get access to watch the shows live. Um you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, at Naughty Mythology Podcast. And obviously, you've got our website, NaughtyMythologyPodcast.com, where you can buy our T-shirts. And I think that's about it. Awesome. So that's that's the show. And it's been as fun as I always hoped it would be, Ed. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure to be here. Um, I guess now is a better time to do the old mic drop from earlier.
I don't really have any build up for it, but I guess I just dropped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you very much. He's actually dropped the mic. <laughs> he did drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> he's disappeared. <laughs> Matthias, man, it was fun as always. Absolutely, you know, it was. He's, <laughs> one, he's one of a kind. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the show. 